Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And my guest today, Allison Williams, is in a movie that I'm crazy about. Okay, what do you call Get Out? Is it a horror movie? Yeah. Uh, is it funny? Yeah. Uh, does it kind of scare you to death? Yeah. Does it have laughs that stick in your throat, which mean they're smart? Yeah. And it has a great performance in your film debut. Yes. By Allison Williams. Thank you for having me. This is a real career milestone. It's a is pleasure. it? It's a, a milestone. It is. Wow. No, to be with you, no, I mean. To be with, look, with popcorn, too. Well, this I didn't even, I didn't know if this was a real situation. I'm starstruck <laughs> in two ways. <laughs> the popcorn is You and the popcorn. And then the popcorn. Very thrilled this. about both. I guess, yeah. May I add? Well, good. You know, so look at, we've established that everyone should see the movie. That you're really terrific in it. So our work is done here. Yeah, let's You know, that's it. Let's it's go a, home. Yeah, take, take these strange <laughs> yeah, mics exactly. off. No. How, you know, this is a big time for you. It's <laughs> Girls is ending. Forever. Forever. You'll never see these ladies again. Will Unless you? Lena follows through on the thing that she's been mentioning in like more than one interview about potentially doing a movie. Yeah, to but check she, in. that girl is filled with uh, mischief. She's mischievous. Yeah, she, but she, I think she, there's I think it'd be pretty great to see what these ladies are up to in their early thirties. I can't tell whether after what is it, six seasons, that you're all uh, sick of each other or whether you in must real have life? in real life. No, we're like sisters. Okay. In see, a good I, way, I, in a non conflict ridden way. There weren't moments way. during those six years. Not really. And when you're not shooting girls, do you hang out? Yes, except we're homebodies, each of us. It's very hard to get each of us out of our homes. Mm -hmm. So we text a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And we make a lot of plans that we simultaneously cancel with great relief. And um, it's, a, it's a very specific bond. Like they're some of the closest people to me in my life because we went through something very specific together and we actually enjoy each other's company. So it's not like we're only bound together by the experience. We also perhaps would have chosen each other as friends. But that's, you know, I'm saying this because of the people I've spoken to. <laughs> Yeah, they may career. say this. These they words come out of their mouth, but well, they don't yeah. mean it. And there are some people who will admit that, you know, they go, no, I don't need to see you again. You know, oh, I mean, right. you're wonderful. I love you. But no, it <laughs> someone hasn't been, who but Here's the thing. Me. We just did 10 episodes, half hour. Yeah. So it was like summer camp. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we were on a lot in L.A. and it was 24 episodes, hour long. Like that, I think I would... I don't even think anyone would be allowed to make eye contact with me after that much time. It's like, I have looked at your eyes more than I needed to for a lifetime. Please avert them. <laughs> no but more. with our show, it always felt like going back to camp. We'd come back for the first table read, and it was so exciting to see everybody. And it's very weird that that's not about to happen again. The table reads typically happened in April or late March, and mm -hmm. so my body yeah. is gearing up to do that again. But Marnie on Girls can be... Infuriating. Maddening. You know, there were times that things you, with Desi, I just go, what the? I know. Wh wh Playing why? her was really frustrating, often, because it was this feeling of knowing better from a bird's eye view and then still having to do it. So anytime she slept with someone's ex, anytime she was Which she always did. Always. She has this one Achilles heel, which is just the entire category of men. <laughs> small issue and it was and that and her instinct to perform in the most inopportune moments were the two things that were the most excruciating to to play um because when i sang so for example marnie comes to an office party and delivers a very uncomfortable rendition of stronger by kanye west 
when I shot that, <laughs> I had an earwig in my ear with the backtrack, mm -hmm. but the crowd and extras could not hear the backtrack. So it just sounded like I simultaneously <laughs> and acapella broke into a version of Stronger. <laughs> so it was even more uncomfortable in real life. I heard you on some interview one day and you just said, I just burst into song. And I loved you forever for that. Aww. Because people need to do that. It's just the way I've always been. Just from when I was this tall. Just everything could be sung or spoken. Of it's course kind it of could. a coin toss. But you, in choosing what you do, which was not a lot. I mean, you went all yeah, through girls, college, didn't do anything. Wasn't allowed. What my do you mean, parents, wasn't allowed? My parents, it was something that they knew I wanted to do, and so they started preparing because they had a feeling they had a little actress on their hands. I made it pretty clear. I went to school in dress-up clothes, and I spoke in an accent most day. What was your accent? English. Oh, English. Because of so Julie just, Andrews. I just love the idea of where it all began. That's where it began. So my parents planned ahead and said, you cannot do this until you go to college because they thought, okay, it'll buy us four more years. She can continue to develop. And should she decide she wants to pursue another avenue, great. If not, at least she'll have four more years of emotional and mental development under her belt. So you go to Yale where yeah. there's nothing but Yale drama school. And, and I majored in English <laughs> and took mostly anthropology classes. And this is a piece of advice. Makes no sense at all. Makes no sense at all. all but right. this is a piece of advice I got from uh, a summer job I did where I was a production assistant on Robert Altman's last movie, Prayer Home oh, Companion. Yeah. And Meryl Streep name drop, no. um, told me, Boom, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Hit, it hits hard. That, yeah, that yeah. name drop is particularly <laughs> heavy. Um, and she told me that uh, if I was going to go to college, I should study as much as I can, be ravenous and selfish about it, and do theater, do acting, but don't necessarily study it then. Use those years to just cram my head with as much information as I could. So I, Yeah, you know. Yale Drama School Queen. Uh, herself. Yes, but that's the grad you. school. That's it, the so grad So she said school. if you wanted to go she back to school. She was before. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So um, so that was, I took that to heart, and that's exactly what I did. I was in an improv comedy group that did improvised musicals as well. So that my whole training came from improv, and I just learned a lot. And um, then I graduated, and... Um, made a music video. Oh, that's like famous. That's Isn't like that a wild? YouTube. No, it's the whole Mad Men thing with yeah. you doing Nature Boy. Exactly. <laughs> Which is wild. And You're that, channeling that King Cole. Or something. And then well, Judd saw that and saw Marnie and me, which is what's so interesting. Yeah, because I saw that and I didn't see any Marnie. I didn't either. <laughs> and then Jordan Peele saw Peter Pan yeah. and he saw Rose. So you, you're Rose Armitage. Rose in, Armitage in, in Get, Get Out. Out is coming from Peter Pan. Weirdly, he saw Peter Pan and thought she can do it. She's at least not going to be afraid of any of this. Now I'm kind of seeing it. Really? Well, because there's something at the core, yes. you know? And a, a parent problem. Yes, in that's one true. Case, a major parent in one case, is really abandoned. Just abandoned. <laughs> at least Rose's parents are very close yeah, to her. They are very close. And um, uh, Catherine Keener and, and Bradley, Bradley Whitford, which are cool parents to have. I mean, let's tell them as much as we can okay, before we go into this life. Yes. Here's let's where see. I think we can we can basically talk up until kind of the cocktail party. Up to the first five minutes. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So I bring my black boyfriend home to meet my parents. Mm -hmm. He asks if I've told them. If he's if that he's black, I say no. I have liberal, nice, well-meaning parents. I don't assume they're going to care. And sure enough, they don't really flinch when he shows up. But then I start to notice because I'm seeing them through his eyes that they're using words they don't typically use, and that they're doing hand gestures that they don't typically do, and that there's just a a little extra something going on with 
in terms of the way that they're treating him. And it quickly becomes kind of the story of this relationship and the love that we have for each other, leaving its context of a city where diversity is just kind of part of the fabric of our daily lives and going to a suburb that's predominantly white, if not exclusively white, and realizing that the people I've grown up with may not have the racial awareness that I thought they did. And, mm-hmm. and it's the it's my racial awakening in terms of realizing what this dynamic is actually like outside of our context and his learning to be more communicative with me and let me know when things start to feel weird. And so those are the two kind of arcs that are going on with our characters and it's kind of the limit of what I can talk about. What we're seeing in this that we can say is that there's a lot of in white liberal elitism, the co-opting of black culture. Totally. That comes up a lot. Like the idea that you can just, like they've shown this clip a lot, it's well circulated, that a woman can just go up and feel his muscles. That, mm-hmm. that transgression of privacy and personal space is just somehow entitled to her by the fact, by the virtue of their different races. Um, the idea of feeling like you're the object of voyeurism, that white gaze, um, but the amazing thing that Jordan Peele does is that he positions the audience in Chris's shoes. So already he's subverting the horror genre in a pretty major way. That's right. It's not really about you. It's about him. No, it's we're about seeing, him. Yeah. And we're seeing everything through his eyes. And so for white audiences, it's also informative in terms of what may feel uncomfortable in a social situation, and they might not be aware of it already. It should be, but if you're not, it's it'll be like don't just mentioned Tiger Woods to a black guy. <laughs> like, that's very weird. Yeah. Ask yourself, if would I say this to a white person? If the answer is no, probably don't say it to well, a black person. Well, we see Dad showing, you know, Grandpa with Jesse Owens in the, oh, in the Olympics. We I see mean, yes. many indications of totally. what this is. He says I would have voted for Obama a third time. time. Yes. And Rose well, predicts this. There's a lot of company now. Uh, yes. But <laughs> there's, there's a sense, uh, as this is going on, of something menacing that yes. we can't quite put our fingers yes. on. Yes, and if people are worried that the trailers give everything away, they don't. Oh, God, um, no. No, if, if anything, they just seek to confuse. But I will say this, that they will never look at you in the same way again. No, we go through a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yes, that, that, that last 20 minutes it. is crazy. But you, coming to this, we, the background you described seems like you're protected. Yeah, yeah, in And a even way. in Get Out... When we see her with these people, we see, well, they've taken care of her. They're worried about her. Daddy yes. may be a, a neurosurgeon yes. and mommy may be a hypnotherapist. Yeah. And those are suspicious um, occupations. They can be. But they're financially but, stable. But this is what you grew close. up exactly. with. And so it's, it's parents yes. doing this. Yes. But your parents then sent you out into the world saying, yes, do whatever you want. Because it's great on girls. You have more sex than anyone. Anyone. But don't do the nude scenes. Nope. And that was something I cannot believe looking back on it. So it was time for me to test for the pilot, which I thought meant I was going to walk into a room with identical looking girls and just have spiral (laughs) into self-doubt. But in reality, it just was a rehearsal with all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, But so before you even go to test for a role, you need to sign your deal so that when you feel like it went well, you can't renegotiate it and have all that leverage to work with. Mm So um, we were almost done doing the deal, and then they were like, oh, and you need to sign this nudity waiver. It's standard for HBO. And I said, well, what's in it? <laughs> I love how they say that. Yes. Oh, well, by the because way. They, you know, yeah, they've yeah, done a million is. of these deals. And I said, well, what's in it? And they say, you just sign it, and it says you're open to the conversation about nudity. And I said, well, I'm not going to sign it. Um, and my agents were like, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, I don't need, I'm, yeah, I just tell them I'm not going to sign it. 
And they were so stunned and so up against it time-wise that I think they just were like, all right, she'll change her mind. She'll get swept up in the vibe of the show. Whatever. Don't make her sign it. And I really meant it. And they gave up, like, season two trying. And it's just, I didn't, I wanted to give Marnie almost all of myself. But I, there were, there were things that felt like they should be mine and felt like they should always be mine. But I love that you, when you got out of school, you took these jobs to be on a set. Or yeah, to be, I took those. Like you did the all you did. That was before my senior year of high school. So I did those in school during the summers, those jobs. And then when I graduated... What a cool job it would be. Because not only in Prairie Home Companion, which is uh, Altman's last movie, but because of insurance things, he had to have PTA. He had to have Paul Thomas Anderson there in case anything happened. Right. So you're around Lily Tomlin and... Meryl Streep, Kevin Kline, Lindsay Lohan, John C. Riley, Woody Harrelson. Do you have any of of a geeky fangirl... Totally. But I just, I tried to absorb as much as I could. I tried to make myself indispensable, totally useful. I tried to be ubiquitous. <laughs> Somehow I tried to be everywhere someone was looking that to try girl to find again. me. Yeah, there she is. Yeah. And then learn that they could trust me to ask me for something or whatever it was. Uh, they tried to have me in the office as an office PA, but quickly given every time one of the actors would come into the office to do a rehearsal or something, they would lose me entirely. So they were like, all right, you know what? Just go over to set. Like, this is impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not going to do any right. of this. Yeah. And I took such pride in the, in the proper execution of all of those little jobs in the service of other actors doing their work. And so between that and being a second assistant to Tina Fey. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. And also I was the utility stand-in on the pilot of Boardwalk Empire. So Scorsese directed. I've done every job that gets yelled at. I've done every job that gets to set earliest. Mm-hmm. On Prairie Home Companion, I was the first person there. Um, it was... Once you have that under your belt, going on stage as an actor is an entirely different experience because there's so much gratitude, there's so much awareness of the fact that people are there hours before you get there mm-hmm. and hours after you leave, and you have the vastly the easiest technical job. I'm not up on a stool doing something that could break an arm if I fell. I'm not, you know. And so once you have that, you're not going to keep people waiting. You're not going to be rude or snappy. You're not going to needlessly ask people for stuff you could procure yourself. It just kind of changes the way I feel about a crew and a set. You didn't suffer, Allison. There's no, you know, to go, then Judd sees this thing you make. And then they say, come to girls. And you say, no, I'm not signing this nudity thing. And then I didn't have to. And then they still kept you. And you did that. And now you've come, then you go to Peter Pan and stay on girls to the end and now go to get out. But I will say, I've dreamed of being in a movie my entire life. And over the course of those six years that I've been on girls... A lot have come along that I didn't want, but a lot have come along that I didn't get. And so that feeling of rejection is not something Oh, so I'm, you have some oh, rejection. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. They say so no, not So regular that I can't even remember how many times. <laughs> True. Really? Yeah. But I feel great about the fact, because it's hard for people to see me in a way other than Marnie, which is fine. I understand that. And in a way, it's a compliment, but mostly it's annoying. But the, I mean, just let's just well, be frank it about it. It's really <laughs> yeah, annoying. It is, it's yeah. my job to be yeah, other yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. After all. Yeah. Um, so it's... That has been fascinating because I just decided I love movies. I love sets. I love the feeling of camaraderie of a movie too much to compromise. I'm going to wait for the right one. And I waited and waited and things didn't work out or I didn't want things that came my way. And then into my inbox comes the script from Jordan Peele. And I just thought, that's the one. What is he like on the set, though? Is he funny? Brilliant. Or is he funny. super serious? At the end of it? a long day, he'll direct as Tracy Morgan or Obama. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, he slips in. And just to get us giggling, like that dinner scene we shot for like an entire afternoon and by the end we were very tired and he'd just come in and I won't even try to do the impressions. Marnie would, I won't. But um, he's so thoughtful and careful about it. It's so deliberate. You can tell. You can tell that it's a movie that he's well, been writing on for Key five and He years. flirted with this subject a million of times. a lot of time and really successful. There's a skit they did called Negro Town Which I love. that is just a, a wonderful thing. But we haven't. I've been good. I haven't really given away anything. I want to so much. I know that's because a whole other I know that under this facade of of beauty and cool and togetherness is more beauty a dark and place. cool and yeah, togetherness. Yeah, some dark. <laughs> but we, we all have dark. That'll I'm be an the actress. next. Oh, come on, of course. Yeah, it's, it's just there. It's, it's dark. It's fundamental. But this show, first time you've been here, I you know, know, I begged for years, and they said no, no, no. Um, that can't be <laughs> yeah, true. No. It didn't but get to me. It's um, it ends in song. Always ends in yes, song. Yes, I know. So I don't know what's in your head, um, but I would just, I would so love to hear it. Okay, let me think. Do you have any suggestions? Just I don't, I try well, when to Lena was here, she did all of To Serve With Love, which just made me cry. Aww. It was so sweet. Uh-huh. But no, suggestions are bad. They should come from you. You, know? you could go back to Kanye if that's what you're listening to. Constantly. It's, it's not even tempting. Not even tempting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think. Should we or do it a could Julie, be Julie Andrews? Andrews? Um, let's see. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. You have to sing this with me. I will. Bright Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. And see now, Allison, you're one of my favorite things. Look Aww, at that. That was it, good. It was good, wasn't it? You didn't it? have that long to I think of it. I didn't know. I didn't see it. It, it was, was so just good. here. But thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. It you. really was great fun. It's a it real was. privilege. <laughs>